0: It's June 2nd, 2021. Welcome to the new reality edition of Bite Marks Cafe, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. First up, we'll have Song Choi from the College of Engineering here to tell us about an upcoming event called Spreading Aloha, Aloha Net at 50. And then we'll be joined by Laurence Barrier, <laughs> and she's from Nelha, and Wayne Murphy from Hatch. And of course, uh, they're both here to tell us about an award they got recently from the Economic Development Administration. But right now, I want to welcome Song Choi, kind of a regular on uh, Bite Marks Cafe, College of Engineering, who's uh, been uh, actively promoting a variety of different things. So, you know, I guess over the last year it's been a little bit quiet, but there's an event coming up called Spreading Aloha, Aloha Net at 50. And I want to welcome you, Song, back to Bite Marks Cafe.
1: Hey, thank you very much, Bert. I hope everything is okay with you.
0: Yeah, you know, I I I miss you, I miss uh, I miss the guests in the studio. But you know, we've been we've been uh, chugging along, having the show continue with all our call-ins, and you know, one benefit of the call-in is that uh, we can, you know, we can have people call in from just about anywhere. So, you know, song I I um, you know, I was uh, a little saddened and heartbroken when when we heard of. Uh, uh, Norm Abramson passing, but I'm I'm glad to hear that, you know at least uh, there's some, you, you know even though it's posthumously, I mean you know there's recognition of Aloha Net and the accomplishments that uh, were achieved over at University and it's been it's been 50 years. <laughs> That's amazing. Yep. So tell us about yep. this event coming up.
1: Okay, so so before I tell you about the event, uh, I think we need to clarify that Norm was the happiest guy. When in October 13, 2020, we did an IEEE milestone dedication and we put up a plaque in Holmes Hall at College of Engineering Mm -hmm. and he was still around. So he got to see that. And from that, you know, his situation got worse and uh, he didn't make it past the year. But he was very glad to see that at least he was being recognized with a milestone from IEEE and I got to thank all the people at IEEE Hawaii for making that come through.
0: Yeah, no, that's 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 a great point because you know, at the end of the year usually uh, well, especially around the new year where there's a PTC and there's a variety of different IEEE activities, uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's great that the IEEE has uh, gone, you know, sort of the extra effort to recognized, Norm in the form of an IEEE plaque over at UH.
1: Yep, it, it's there. It's on the wall. You can't miss it. So, you know, if you have time, you should definitely visit and take a look at
0: it. Great, great. Now, okay. tell us about the. Uh, give us a little bit of aloha net.
1: Okay, so aloha net fifty years ago was really the state of the art packet radio data network transmission. People look at Hawaii and, you know, we're always impressed with the, the sun, the sand, and the surf, but they should really start putting in there that we are one of the premier when it comes to innovation, and this was one of them. Back in 1971, nobody knew that things could be transmitted in packets, and If you look at everything that we do from cell phones to uh, emails, everything is transmitted in And guess what? Besides the whole Internet uh, phenom that took place, this preceded that. And it began in a little island called Hawaii in a very small school called University of Hawaii at Manoa. Now, what's coming up is on June 16th, and the reason we picked June 16th is not really significant because uh, we are only aware that the aloha Net packet transfer success came in June 1971. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the 16th really does not have a significance, but the June does. It mm-hmm. is the 50th year, and we are doing this thing called Spreading Aloha. Uh, and you know, there's also a song that's associated to so It'll be really nice to hear when you, when it comes around. But Aloha Net is 50 years old now, mm-hmm. and we are going to have guests galore from people in academia, uh, people in uh, industry, and memories by the people that were around when Aloha Net was created. So. Uh, Our own Tony Kuh will have, like, Alan Okinaka and Chris Harrison and Dennis uh, Striveler all talking about what happened back in 1971 when all this took place. And then, you know, it's going to be followed by uh, some of our esteemed guests from the uh, academia and, you know... Tony Ephraimides is going to moderate and have a discussion with Robert Gallagher from MIT, Len Klinkrock from UCLA, and Ruth Hadjik from uh, U- University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign. So you will get a taste of how big this technology development was
0: mm-hmm, in mm-hmm.
1: 1971 as it still has resonated in 2021. It'll be really interesting. Yeah, yeah. And then, I, of course, hmm. no, no. Go, go ahead.
0: ahead. The, yeah, I was going to just say that, you know, the connection between Aloha Net and what you brought up about uh, packet and and um, mm-hmm. you know sp- spread spectrum, which is kind of the the technology that that uh, Norm used. It it was the precursor to something called the Ethernet, and and right. Ethernet that became right. the networking protocol that was the foundation upon which. Computers talk to each other and, right. of course, led to the Internet, which, of course, we all are very much uh, reliant on.
1: Well, what, what we can't do without anymore, right? That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, and, and then, you know, we'll be concluding uh, with an uh, impact on industry because uh, we'll have a moderator, uh, Monisha Gosch, uh, with uh, Bob Metcalf and Charlie Bass and Ram Chandran. Uh, who also is a uh graduate so you you, you're going to have a handful of uh graduates from even the time of uh alone in the 1970s uh to many uh that utilize this technology to um, create bigger and better things in industry and it'll be a fantastic session where we'll also have uh IEEE ComSoft President Vincent Chan and IEEE President Kathy Land make some comments, of course, as well as our own uh, David Lasner, president of UH, our governor, David Ige, alumni of our EE department, and our dean, Brennan Morioka. So, so this is on June 16th, yep. 2021, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. It is virtual via Zoom. And if you need to know and find more information, I think the easiest thing to do Mm -hmm. is use the Internet (laughs) and do a Google search on College of Engineering and AlohaNet, and you will get to the webpage that has all the information. You can register on there to be part of this. It is free. So if you have time on June 16th, which is a Wednesday, We recommend that you join and see what really all the hoopla is about because AlohaNet is the precursor which set up the Ethernet and personal wireless communication technologies, which, as you mentioned, is the Internet, which we cannot do without these
0: things. Well, thanks, Song, and I'll put that up on our show notes for later on for anybody to register. Mahalo, Song, for joining us.
1: No problem. Thank you very much, man.
0: Thank you, and we'll take a short break, and when we return, we'll be joined by Laurence Sambardier from NOHA, Wayne Murphy from Hatch, and we'll talk about funding innovation. This is Bite Marks Cafe.
1: Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor, Bavarian Motor Experts.
0: Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe. Bite Mark's Cafe. (laughs) I'm happy to welcome Laurence Sambardier. She's the deputy director over at Nelha, and of course Wayne Murphy, founder of Hatch, the aquaculture accelerator. And they're here to share some insights in funding innovation. This is Bite Mark's Cafe, and of course I want to welcome you both to uh, the show this evening.
2: Our pleasure. Hi
3: Bert. Great to be here.
0: Now I do wanna I also wanna recognize Wayne who is actually calling in all the way from Ireland. And and Wayne, tell us what time is it over there in Ireland?
3: Uh it's it's four ten AM, uh, Bert. <laughs> um and a, a cold and very wet um Irish morning uh here. But uh it's great to to get a t- attached to the sunshine Sunshine State. And get close to that weather as much as I can. So um, uh, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: Well, you know, I really appreciate you getting up so early just to participate on uh, Bite Mars Cafe. And you know, every time we do something about hatch, uh, we have you calling in from some far flung, far flung place like you know, like Ireland. So uh, it's great. And and Laurence, I mean, I you know, uh, I've had Greg on the show, Greg uh, uh, Barber, who's the uh, director, and and he, he, I guess, you know. Up until now, I think uh, I always thought that it was just Greg, but I'm I'm glad to hear that he's got smart, innovative people like you helping him out.
2: <laughs> well, thank you, thank you for that.
0: <laughs> so tell me, tell me. Um, I mean, we've we've talked a little bit about Hatch, and we'll get into more details about how this uh, particular award really, really kind of benefits uh, Hatch. But you know, when I think most people, m- perhaps. Uh, uh, might appreciate the fact that you know in order for uh hatch and and getting the companies that participate in hatch uh some of that startup uh capital, I think it it requires obviously some some funding and and tell me Laurence, i mean what was it that went into the thinking of of where you would source some of those funds and how did you come about with this uh e d a grant
2: Well, you know, as you you know, at NELHA, one of our aims is economic development, and we continuously want to attract innovation, um, either homegrown innovation from Hawaii or attract innovation from the outside world into Hawaii to help diversify um, our economy and to help create, you know, a resilient economy. And so we did that with a pilot project um, initially that uh, had um, a group of people involved. So the University of Hawaii at Manoa um, was involved in the initial pilot project, um, as was um, Hatch and um, what used to be HSDC, mm-hmm. um, and now HTDC. And that um, initial project was able to give us information to inform us on how we might be able to continue this, and um, we, at that point, were able to go to um, EDA and um, seek funding for the continuation of the project.
0: So, so when approaching the EDA, did they have a specific uh, grant program that you applied to that, that sort of s- suited the f- you know, potential funding of, of uh, an accelerator?
2: Well, in in this particular case, um, we are, for those who don't know, I think most people might know where Nella is, but for those who don't, we are on the big island of Hawaii. And we, in the past, well, since 2018, had had two major events that have um, been um, devastating to the economy. One of them is the Leilani Estates lava eruption, Mm -hmm. which, um, by the way... Completely covered the four acres that NELHA managed, including three buildings on that side of the island. Um, so that that was devastating for the Hawaii island economy as a whole. And then that was followed by COVID. Right. And the COVID pandemic did not help things. And at you know at that point um, there were EDA made available some disaster funds. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually called the 2019 disaster fund. Uh, and we applied to that, and we were able to make the case that, um, you know, to build resiliency, we, it may not make sense to rebuild exactly on the raw lava. For one thing, you cannot access the property anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But what you could do for the island as a whole is continue to develop in areas like aquaculture um, to attract projects and to create new jobs.
0: No, that's that's great. And you know, my my experience with uh the EDA, the Economic Development Administration, was uh in, in the form of their providing funds to uh build the entrepreneur sandbox. So they're uh they seem to be accustomed to the idea of, of, of building a building that would house businesses and and I, I am encouraged to hear that through a program um that they would fund, you know, an, an accelerator uh, type of uh, uh, activity. Now, with uh, Wayne, I mean, w- with the experience that you've already had, I think you've had uh, multiple cohorts uh, already go through the accelerator. Uh, wh- was that, was that beneficial? Obviously, that was beneficial to informing the EDA that this is not something that's theoretical. It's something that is actually uh, implemented already.
3: Yeah, and, and I think, um, I mean, uh, hands down, uh, a lot of the kudos for this grant is, is down to Laurence and our ability to, to manage that process. It took over a year uh, for, for this grant to be awarded. It wasn't an overnight success for sure. Um, but I, I think in, in, in terms of the submission, um, it clearly demonstrated the growth of aquaculture globally and the opportunity that Hawaii can, can look to take um, in terms of developing and diversifying um their economy. Um, It's the fastest growing food sector in the world right now. Um, And Hawaii and and Nelha particularly is uniquely placed to to build and continue to build its its, uh, profile and its reputation as a a centre of excellence for aquaculture. And I know uh, through many of the cohorts that we've run so far, um, people are very excited to come and see uh, what is so unique about Nelha and the facilities there. uh, Because it it truly is. And and, uh, for those on the island listening today, I think uh, it's really important to understand that there's very few places of any like Nelha around the world from an aquaculture perspective in terms of its setup, its infrastructure, uh, and plus the fact that there are already many very successful farming operations on the island. And, and from a startup perspective and innovation technology, there's no better place for a startup to come and learn and connect and network and, and trial and collaborate with with um, the many operations that already exist there. So it's a wonderful, as we always call it, it's a, it really is a playground for aquaculture entrepreneurs. And, um, you know, long may that continue.
0: Yeah, no, that's uh, that's great. And I do want to talk a little bit more about some of the companies that have uh, emerged out of the the Hatch Accelerator. Uh, I, I do want to ask uh, Laurence about the application process. And, and as you had just mentioned, Wayne, that it was. It took a uh, you know a maybe better part of a year, and so maybe maybe Laurence, I mean maybe you can give me a sense of you know what were some of the uh, I don't know roadblocks, obstacles, uh, things that you had to overcome in order to get this uh, you know get this through the EDA process. But before we do that, we'll hold that thought. We'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with Laurence. Sambardier from Nelha, and Wayne Murphy from Hatch. And we're talking about the EDA grant and funding innovation. This is Bite Marks Cafe.
1: Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Chaminade University and Hastings and Pleadwell, a communication company.
0: Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Burt Lum, and if you're just joining us, we're talking to Laurent Sambardier, Deputy Director over at the Natural Energy Lab of Hawaii Authority, and Wayne Murphy, founder of Hatch, the Aquaculture Accelerator. And of course, right before the break, um we were talking about the, you know, uh what Hatch does, you know, the accelerator, the companies, but also wanted to get into a little bit about this EDA grant process, and it's not something that, Laurence, I mean, you applied and two weeks later they award you the, you know, the money. I mean, Wayne mentioned that it was like a year. I mean, what? why did it take so long?
2: Well, I, I will say, first of all, that um, they have been, the EDA has a representative here in Hawaii who has been extremely helpful. Mm-hmm. And we've um basically followed the process. I mean, it always takes a little while, in my experience, whether it's the Department of Energy or other federal departments, it takes a while to go through the process of applying, um, satisfying all the requirements, and um, then getting to the award stage. So, you know, from beginning to end, um, you know, Wayne said it it was about a year, and and that is correct. Um, We started um, sort of formulating the concept when COVID started. Mm -hmm. And um, to some extent, um, COVID allowed us to be more creative than maybe we would have been otherwise. Um, You know, being stuck at home and getting everything done at home and realizing how can we continue or trying to understand how we can continue this program uh, with challenges such as COVID, and mm-hmm. so that was the impetus for some of the elements that went into into the the, the grant and what was proposed. Um, on top of that, we we basically looked at building upon what already existed so we already had the three-year pilot um, program but another important building block is the fact that we had bricks and mortar in place um, through a previous EDA grant uh, which Greg um, helped um, with and saw and to its end and and that created an incubator building which can house this this program. Mm-hmm. So the next logical step was indeed to look at a program that would fit within the infrastructure that exists at NELHA, and um, so I think that's what we did.
0: So, so so maybe Laurence, maybe tell us a little bit about uh, of the the total amount that you were able to secure. Uh, I'll let you share that. I mean, and and how how do you see parts of that sum going toward the accelerator? versus the incubator?
2: So um, there are actually – I'll break this down into two components. Um, We have a construction component, which um, was actually not part of the announcement that was made, and we may or may not receive those funds, um, and that's to help improve some of the facilities that we have. But the larger portion was this programmatic aspect, Mm -hmm and the total funding for that which includes the cost share is a 2.3 million uh... 1.8 million of which this is about eighty percent is um... provided by eda mm-hmm. and the rest is in the form of cost share and cash provided by both um, hatch and and Nelha. the um... within the program of non-construction program there are two aspects to it one of them is the hatch aspect, which is kind of the lion's share of of the project Mm -hmm. but there's also an incubator aspect which is uh, meant to serve as a follow-on for folks who have gone through a cohort for example but need more time to um, show proof of concept or maybe want to establish themselves at NELHA which is the hope for some of these projects and um that component is more on the nail house side than the hatch side.
0: Okay, so um so Wayne, the you're you're still focused on the hatch side of things. So uh the monies that would um go toward the accelerator is is part of that one point eight eight million. Uh I, I take it that uh, Wayne, I mean you guys are probably spread thin just managing the accelerator that uh the incubator part is is going to be dealt with by someone else.
3: No, we're going to be very much involved with that. Oh, okay. um, Bert, and I, I think I think that's a really critical part of this process and, and a, a little differentiator than what we've been doing up to now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, investing in those facilities to attract more quality uh, or continue to attract quality applications and, and quality companies to Hawaii, um, and then you know also it's important too to help build that local indigenous um, uh, supply of, of, of talent and technology um, where people with ideas around aquaculture innovation that they're looking to trial you know maybe you know get involved with the network, you know talk to experts you know we really want to try and not just uh, invest in those later stage companies at an accelerator stage, but I think importantly for Hawaii to you know to again build that indigenous supply of like uh, pipeline of talent and companies, um, that kind of work is, is really what's going to excite me, for sure. Um, in differentiation to what we've been doing up to now, we're we're really prepared to spend a lot more time doing that. Um, and you know, raising the profile of aquaculture in Hawaii and the opportunity—I mean, uh, uh, for you guys, you know—the the challenge with COVID has been has been tremendous. And um, you know, diversifying the economy um, and and creating jobs is, is a critical part of the recovery. And I think. You know, aquaculture globally is 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 going from strength to strength, and you know we we really want to see Hawaii get a part of that, but not just internationally in attracting talent there and companies there, but also you know growing the amount of aquaculture related activity uh, n- natively um, in in Hawaii. I think will will all go well for the future.
0: So Wayne, you know, in terms of the accelerator part of the. The business and the incubator part of the business. What would you? How would you differentiate? What would happen, let's say, in the incubator?
3: Um, incubator is probably two things. As Laurence mentioned, you know, it's post-program, post-accelerator activities where they'd have a place to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it takes a long time to build a business, uh, Bert, as you well know. And uh, you know, the accelerator typically is a four-month program. Uh, you don't have all the answers at the end of that. And I think uh, for NELHA and Hawaii to have a facility where companies can stay there after the program um, is a is a wonderful opportunity and, and resource. Um, and, I, and I think, you know, the incubator then will be um, more um, uh, giving that post-programme support, but also, you know, mixing that with people with ideas. And, you know, when you get a lot of the same type of people focus on the same industry in one room, um, you know, the growth um, uh, opportunities and connection and networking opportunities is tremendous. And no. I think that mix, mix of early stage and, and later stage will be uh, a real vibrant playground for, for innovation.
0: No, that sounds great. That sounds great. And Arantz, I mean, we got about a minute left. What, you know, how do you report back to the EDA progress on, on this uh, funding, funding opportunity?
2: Well, there, you know, there will be measures that we will, you know, have to be doing, and then regular reporting. Um, but what I, I, I did want to add is that there is a self-sustaining aspect to this project. So it is a four-year project, and at the end of the four years, the idea is that there is an aquaculture accelerator that is here to stay, that is self-sustaining through corporate sponsorships and program fees, and at the same time, this. Um, you know, there's an associated fund, uh, which right now um they're looking at raising forty million um in as follow on funding for companies that um, are going through the through the process um through the hatch accelerator. Mm-hmm. Um so it's um you know hopefully something that will be here to stay. I know you said, you know, AlohaNet was a precursor to Ethernet and uh, Nelha was formed in nineteen seventy four, so it's forty seven years old and um i can only hope that it will be as impactful as aloha was
0: thanks uh and <clears throat> so where can where can we find out more information about uh nelha and hatch We're so on.
2: um i would say go to hatch.blue and uh maybe Wayne can close with a few comments on yeah. the current well, program that they have right now
0: i've got actually i've got a uh transition so i'll i'll put that up on our show notes for later on Laurence Sambardier is the deputy director over at Nelha. Wayne Murphy is the founder of Hatch Aquaculture Accelerator. I want to thank you both for joining us today. And, of course, thank you for listening to Bite Marks Cafe. Join us next week when we'll talk about supporting telehealth over at the libraries. If you miss any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on BiteMarksCafe.org. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to email me at BiteMarks at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at BiteMarks. Our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HPR1 every Wednesday or anytime via the HPR app, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. You stay safe, you stay awesome. We'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe.